millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, this is episode 19 of the designfootball.com podcast. My name is Jay. I'm the resident blogger on designfootball.com. Today I'm joined, rejoined by Dennis Hurley, who's been on before. Uh, Dennis Hurley runs the Museum of Jerseys website and everything that is related to that, which is lots of different websites. Uh, the reason why Dennis is on is we are doing another club special and it's Arsenal, and Dennis is an Arsenal fan. Hi, Dennis, how are you? Hi, Jay, how are things? It's great to be on one of the best uh, kit podcasts around. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's a good start. Um, put me in the, the right um, frame of mind to go forward. Uh, yeah, so we, we did a podcast with Austin Long, uh, episode 18, where we talked about Manchester United, particularly the new Manchester United kits. Did you listen to that, Dennis? I did indeed, yes. Uh, on the, okay. the day it was published, I believe. On the day on the day it was published where? On on uh, Acast or the day it was published on Desired Football? Because there's there's a discrepancy there. Um wherever it was first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It it has to go on Acast first. Um so, you are an Arsenal fan. Now, the first thing is a, a very belated happy St. Uh, Totteringham's Day to you. How how okay. did you enjoy that day? Um, it was bittersweet, obviously, because, you know, Arsenal had thrown away a great chance to, to fight for the title, but it was still very, very, very funny to watch Tottenham um, somehow managing to concede five goals against a relegated Newcastle side. Okay, and uh, the goal difference—it needed a big swing of goals, didn't no, it? For it didn't, you to... No, no. Oh, didn't no. it? It was. Oh, it was okay. points. Yeah. So I think. Oh, right. I think a draw would have done Spurs. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay, okay. All right. I, I thought you needed goals as well. I thought you needed a swing of goals to. to finish no, Arsenal finished a point above them. I think. Oh, oh, okay. That actually happened in the end. Okay, yeah. fair enough then, Dennis. But congratulations on um, yeah that hollow victory. Yeah, now, very hollow. Um, it was still funny. Arsenal, of course. I I don't like Tottenham either. But uh, no, I'm completely impartial on all football clubs. Can I get in a plug um, at this point, seeing as we mentioned Tottenham? Oh, we do it. We're going to do that straight away. Something about your website okay. before we've even talked about anything on this podcast. Okay, sorry, okay, I go on. Um, no, no, go for yeah. it. Uh, on the Museum of Jersey's Twitter account, every Friday, I tweet uh, a counterfactual history, I suppose you'd call it, of uh, what if kits. And today it's uh, 
it's as if Tottenham had Adidas kits in 1984 and there's a home kit and away kit European kit and goalkeeper kits, any European away kit, and uh, they're they've proven quite popular so far. Obviously, it's still early in the day, and by the time this is published, uh, it'll be a few days later. But everyone check that. So and check all the other ones, and check the site, and check all yeah. my sites. Well, I, I would have got got to all of that at I know the, end of the podcast anyway, but it's, it's good to get in there. You're the host. No, no, that's what's your next question. That's fu- <laughs> the uh they are fantastic i do like them well done i think you secretly support spurs but i i think you do maybe you do spurs kits better than you do arsenal kits is that possible i the only arsenal one i've done so far and wasn't i don't think it even was on a friday it might have been uh but it was arsenal in the night vapor style which is shit uh but the only uh concession i made to nike's uh, uh, what should we call it? Propriety on changing designs wholesale was just giving Arsenal navy socks and keeping the white shorts. Whereas if Nike were still making Arsenal's kits, they'd have probably had fucking purple shorts or something like that. I I think um, it's interesting, and we'll get onto these things. But I think that. Arsenal are such a brand that they'll be able to push back. They're a bigger brand than, say, England, who are, are struggling. Yeah, you'd hope, you'd hope they would have. Do. Barcelona and Brazil stood up to them. And yeah. who else? Norway. Norway's kit is um, nice and conventional. So, yeah. So, Navy socks with Arsenal wouldn't have been completely... Uh, uh, what's the word? It wouldn't have been totally wrong. Uh, mm. So, you know, it might have been a kind of compromise. But we'll never know. Okay. And that's the beauty of hashtag Fantasy Get Friday. Uh, yeah. And um, we... Well, so what are you saying? We might know at some point. or No, that's the beauty of it. Okay. That it's just... Okay. It's just uh, imagining what might have been. The, the thing with... Um, Nike, and this has been talked about on other uh, kit podcasts which are available, is that someone said I, I don't know if it was Chris Oakley or something on the, the Football Attic podcast, said that wouldn't wouldn't Chelsea look good in, in the, the Nike kit thing because it's blue shirt, blue shorts and white socks, but obviously Nike next season will be wearing a Nike, uh, sorry, Chelsea next season will be wearing a Nike kit, won't they? So, yeah, that. So but, let's just see what Nike have up their sleeves for Chelsea. Hmm. But if they if they stay true to the this season's thing, which probably they won't, but if they did, then it would actually just dovetail nicely with uh what Chelsea want to do. Uh but this isn't a podcast about Chelsea. This is a a a podcast about um Arsenal. Now, Arsenal. Yeah, we can do a podcast about Chelsea when our mother becomes president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, she's not going to. By the way, she, that that will never happen. Uh, okay. Well, that we, we can listen back to this in a few months' time. In what four months' time, we can listen back to this. Donald Trump will be president. That's what I'm going with. Okay, but we won't be able to listen back to it because um, 
communications will be the first thing to go in the post-apocalyptic wasteland that we'll be <laughs> inhabiting. So what year were Arsenal formed? Um, 1886, but they weren't called Arsenal. Were they called Dial Square? Correct. Okay, so give me a quick history of the kits back then. So what did, what did Dial Square wear? In their first they wore years, red shirts, plain red shirts. Uh, there is a myth that Nottingham Forest uh, donated a full set of kits, but I think that has been kind of queried and disproven in recent years. Uh, I just at the start, I'll make a disclaimer. Pretty much anything that I say which sounds insightful is basically gleaned from the wonderful book, The Arsenal Shirt. Uh, by Simon Shakeshaft and James Elkin, uh, just so no one thinks I'm passing off any information they provided as my own, because it is an excellent book. It's probably my favourite book. Uh, maybe a tie with that in David Copperfield. But, um, yeah, there was a couple of players who had played for Forest, and I'd say when the team gathered, they had red shirts, and it was probably just easier for the rest of the guys to rowing with them but as far as as far as Forrest actually couriering down a full set of red shirts I don't think that happened as it's kind of laid out in official histories it's a bit too much too neat a story I think hmm uh, I think you've forgotten a book there in in when listing your favorite books oh true colors one and two <laughs> yep definitely those Dennis definitely those uh, okay so red shirt so that is that is the constant thing and not many clubs have that do they even I remember Cardiff when they changed to red shirts uh, recently very briefly really if you look at the um, the whole picture they had uh, I think they had like a constant lineage of blue shirts right to their their beginnings. Oh yeah, yeah. It, um, is, it is rare, but I suppose you'd have to draw a big distinction with Arsenal and the white sleeves. Like it is, it it it, it was a huge change at the time, and I know you'd say the sleeves aren't a massive part, but I I I wouldn't kind of cast Arsenal as having having the same strip all the way along. No. But there, but there is continuity in the red. The body of the shirt there, there has been is, red since is, the beginnings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So and it's yeah, not too many teams kind of had it. I reckon. Yeah. Hmm. So that it is a rare thing. So that is it's something to be proud of. And, and Arsenal do like their traditions. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of changes in Arsenal's history. They they've moved around London quite a lot. Yeah, they did move around London quite a lot and they've settled in the same place now for the last 103 years. Okay, that's interesting. I'm not actually a Tottenham fan, so you don't need to get so <laughs> defensive. I'm just saying out but... facts. Uh, I, okay. I do know that uh, a mutual friend of both of ours uh, still likes to refer to Arsenal as Woolwich Wanderers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that that football team that he supports are about to move stadium themselves, aren't they? Uh, both in in European competition and I think maybe temporarily while they get their stadium sorted next season. Is that right? Yeah, they go yeah. To 
Uh, apparently so, and their new stadium will have 61,000 seats, which, by pure coincidence, is 1,000 more than Emirates Stadium. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. Mm. I don't think that's deliberate. I think it's probably just a coincidence, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you mentioned, and you, you, you've taken us straight in there, that at some point Arsenal changed their sleeves yeah. to white. Now, tell the story factually, but very, very quickly, because we've already, t- we've already talked about this story. So, as quickly yeah. as you can tell it without lying. Did I mention it in a previous podcast, I think, did I? Basically, yep. there was a cartoonist for the Daily Mail, Tom Webster, and he was playing golf with the Chelsea chairman. And he showed up for the game of golf wearing a blue sleeveless sweater over a white polo shirt. And the Chelsea chairman loved that look and said to his manager, let's change our kit. And the Chelsea manager said no. So uh, Webster just happened to mention that story to Herbert Chapman, who thought, what a great idea, and said, let's do that with Arsenal, only obviously with red instead of white. That's, that's, that's really good. That would have Thanks. taken me about I, an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a story I'm, I'm fairly familiar with at this stage. Okay. I I could embellish it and add in extra little bits, but I won't. Okay. Now, around this time, so we've got uh, a red shirt with white sleeves now, and then yeah. we've got white shorts. And what were the socks that they were wearing at the time? Or was that a, a player's own socks, or was there uniformity there? Um, in the late 20s, early 30s, I think they were just playing navy socks. And, like, a big reason for the white sleeves, aside from fashion sensibilities, was to help the players identify each other more easily on the pitch. And another um, another idea towards that end was to have hoop socks. But they couldn't find uh, a red dye that wouldn't run in the wash. So the socks were navy and white hoops. Okay, so that's that's good. I like yeah. that. And but I think of Arsenal a lot of the time, and I don't know why that is, but I do think of them wearing white and navy hoop socks. So that seems to work, but it's only it, through necessity. Yeah, but oddly, given how manufacturers these days love to uh, come up with backstories for kit changes. Arsenal haven't had navy and white socks um, since then, since the 50s, we'll say, apart from a couple of years in the late 60s. And since then, it's always been red and white socks. There were red and navy hoop socks for one season in 82, 83, but they were very unpopular. But navy and white hoop socks have not returned um, with nearly 50 years. Mm. And you'd think that they would go back to that and even the kind of classic 1930s look, because Arsenal were regarded as the, the best club in the world back then, you'd think the manufacturers would kind of seek to um, harness that, but they haven't, because they're mm. morons. Yeah, uh, the the socks thing, that's something we can look back at, because maybe for the future it is something that we will be brought in uh, so we can discuss that in a minute but we've got a few decades to go through before we get there so if we're talking that sort of times of pre-war then post-war and it's the red shirt and it's with the white sleeves and the white shorts so then you've got the hoop socks 
with the Navy and then other things happen. 1950, what happened in the FA Cup final? Arsenal played Liverpool and uh, the rule in the FA Cup back then was that when there was a clash of colours, both teams had to change um, and obviously both teams change shirts at the time were white so there was another toss to see who'd change away from the white and Arsenal lost that and they decided to wear old gold shirts and it's it's kind of uh, it has been reverse engineered that that's the start of Arsenal being successful in yellow but it's a completely different shade and the yellow shirts away shirts weren't seen until the late 60s so it's, okay it's a bit like the Manchester United number seven thing um, being retrospectively applied to George Best. Hmm. Now, do, do you want to give us a plug for that? You really should just give us a plug for that as well, shouldn't you? Yeah, just on my other Squad Numbers blog, squadnumbers.wordpress.com, there is a piece about that legend of the Manchester United number seven because uh, George Best played more games wearing number 11 than any other short number for Manchester United. So read that because it's really good. Mm. It is really good. I've shared it. How many times do you think I've shared it? Four or five uh, at least? At least, yeah. yeah. Mm. I love that article. Now, Thanks. I wouldn't have said that. That What you say there about the idea that, that the orange shirt that they... So, so Liverpool wore white in that final, did they? White shirts with red collars and black shorts and red and white hoop socks. Ah, the classic look. Now, Arsenal... Yeah. Um, Arsenal wore, and, and that shirt is orange, really, isn't it? You say old Pretty gold, much, but yeah. it's orange. Yeah. Okay. Amber. So that, that for me, was a surprise when I heard about that shirt because I think of Arsenal, as you say, wearing yellow away shirts. So this is pre the yellow away shirts, and it was completely, oh, it yeah. like, it's nothing to do with the yellow shirts, and it's, it's, a, it's not a contrast, but if we use metaphorically speaking it is a contrast to the many yellow away shirts that Arsenal have worn so as you've brought that up so we go hold on did did Arsenal wear go back to fully red shirts again did something like that happen yeah um there had been a few lean years uh, in the early 60s and Frank McClintock actually decided it might be an idea to go back to red shirts to help revive their fortunes and the manager Billy Wright decided to run with that idea and it had zero effect on uh, what happened on the pitch and it was quickly reversed uh, I think three se- two or three seasons later Oh it was it was reversed two or three seasons later I thought you were going to follow that Oh up yeah well that, that... Um, it was reversed when Bertie Mee took over he wanted to reverse it immediately but the colours for the league season uh, had been registered already. So it's probably 67, 68, I think. So they had to keep wearing the red in the league. But in the cup, they were able to register red shirts with white sleeves. Um, so they okay. basically had a cup kit that season. Arsenal, ever the mm. trendsetters. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's true. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The, what you say about Billy Wright, is that the Billy, the Wolves in England Billy Wright? Yeah. He was Arsenal manager? Yeah. He wasn't a very good one, okay. unfortunately. And uh, I, have a book, a I have a book at home, uh, The Official History of Arsenal, 1980, sorry, 1886 to 1998, um, actually co-written by Martin Tyler. And uh, 
there's a picture of Wright at a typewriter and it just says, you know, Billy Wright took over but unfortunately wasn't able to turn things around. And if you look closely at the picture uh, on the typewriter, he's facing the camera and the sheet coming out of the typewriter has the Arsenal letterhead also facing the camera and there's a lovely pithy little sentence in the caption and it says, uh, putting the paper in in the wrong direction surely didn't help either. Uh, okay. yeah. Calamitous. Yeah. Uh, the the it did turn Arsenal's fortunes around then when they reverted back to re reverted. Uh, Is that no? Well, I think they... appointing Bertie Me probably had a bigger a bigger effect than just simply changing the kit. Well, why would you say that? What What do you think this podcast is about? We don't. This isn't a football podcast. This is about yeah, but we just the priest. We appreciate the visuals, but we don't give them alchemistic powers. <laughs> well, maybe you don't. I I might. Yeah. The so okay so then okay. then lots of things happen with with Arsenal. They well they win a double, don't they? And yeah. Okay, which year was that? Seventy one, but they they okay. got to the League Cup final, um, in sixty eight and sixty nine. They won the Fairs Cup in seventy. So it was they built gradually towards that double. To be fair. Did they not lose to Swindon or somebody who were in the third division yeah. in the League Cup final? 69, yeah. 69. And then two seasons later, they won the double? Yeah. Okay. That's quite good. Okay. Um, so now these these yellow kits are coming in now. So th this is yeah, where they, they came in in 68 because the Football League banned Navy shirts and Arsenal's away kit was Navy. Um, so... Uh, when navy was banned they decided to go with yellow and blue so that then became a staple for many many years and the white yeah. had gone by then what was the last season that they wore the white because you say it as if it's normal oh yeah around that time arsenal had a white a white away shirt in in say the 1950 fa cup final oh uh, yeah when... but everyone everyone had white away shirts then except the teams who had white home shirts mm. um so until until the mid sixties, they had a white chain shirt, basically, um, and then they changed to navy and then the yellow. Uh, but okay. The last, uh, the last time that they actually wore a white shirt was against Luton. Was well, I before the the modern Nike white away shirts uh, against Luton in nineteen seventy six, when Luton were in the first division and had orange home shirts, so Arsenal's red and yellow both clashed. So plain white away shirt with no crest was worn okay all right uh because there was obviously a uh there was an outcry was there an outcry in 2007 was it was it 2007 yeah. when okay yeah. so nike brought back a, a white away shirt a white away shirt with red current shorts yeah and a lot of assholes okay. uh were up in arms okay okay because it's because of tottenham yeah Okay. Like it's it's just but I this kind of stuff used to always happen in the old days, but I think it's just the modern world and easier channels of commun communication and easier for people to be heard that this outcry seems to happen. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes they, they should happen. Or the things that shouldn't happen. But the um 
I that that clearly that one wasn't really a Tottenham kit, was it? it you you would never look at that and think it was a Tottenham kit. No, unless unless you know you were insane, maybe. Hmm. But there there was one that they released a few seasons later. Yeah, with the dark the, grey shorts. Yeah, that was a little bit more Tottenham-y. Spurs was, well, well, yeah, but it had it had red current pinstripes, so mm. I don't think you could look at it and think it was Spurs, unless that mm. was exactly what you were trying to look for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Some and people. they mainly wore it in the Champions League, and obviously, you know, Spurs weren't in the Champions League in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Uh, so in the eighties, there was another away kit that. Yeah. Was it an away kit in is it eighty two, eighty three? Is that the season? That's the one, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the so, famous It's referred to as the blue bottle kit, but it was mainly green. Um green but it's, green shirts but, with navy sleeves and navy shorts. Well is that a blue bottle that that's referring to the the sort of fly, isn't it? Yeah. Are they green and blue? I think so, aren't they? I think they're like weird wavy colours. There's uh if you imagine the um that Barcelona Barcelona ice lolly kit but in, yeah. in green and blue, that's what a, a blue bottle looks like, isn't it? Oh really? Okay. Well I, t- I take that back, so a blue bottle is probably perfect description to apply to it. Okay, so they brought that in and this this was done popular shirt and kit. Yeah, it only lasted a season. Okay, only um, lasted a season. Yeah, now it was those to last two seasons, but oh yeah, blue bottles do a bit of green in them. Okay, uh, yeah, my ignorance of nature showing up. Sorry, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so those shorts were those shorts that were from that kit. Were they seen in any other circumstances? They were worn with the home shirt a couple of times that season. Yeah. Uh, okay, and in one and that, league league cup game, I think at Everton, the away shorts and the away socks were worn with the home shirt. Oh, that that's not a good strange. combination. That's it's not good. Not, no, no. But but with the home Very socks un-good. and oh no, hold on, what time? Oh no, but the home socks that season were they hooped red and blue? Yeah. So oh, there was so... no logic at all to wearing the change socks. No, fine. You're changing that's, from that, the... but that's a separate issue. I'm yeah. I'm thinking about the kit as a whole when in the league games, where so everything's sort of tied in, didn't it? In a way, no, um, it didn't tie in. Well, the socks tied in with the shirt, and then the socks also tied in with the shorts. The home socks or the away socks. The home socks. Yeah. So there was no need to wear the away socks with the home shirt like they did on one occasion. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking aesthetics in the other games. Yeah. Yeah, like from a distance I, it wouldn't have looked bad, but there was a green line down the side of the shorts. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fine. But this is a, another Arsenal thing is they don't like to wear other shorts with their home kit. No. For a time in the 70s, they did wear red shorts with the home kit. Uh, there's a few pictures of that floating around, but no, since that 1982-83 season, it has happened exactly once in a competitive game, and that was against Fenerbahce in 2013, um, when Fenerbahce's home kit basically provided the perfect storm 
in that it was uh, blue and yellow stripes with white shorts and white socks. So Arsenal's yellow and blue away couldn't have been worn. And the third was the horrific purple and black um, hooped kit from 2012-13. And because Fenerbahce's backs on their shorts were dark blue, that would have clashed as well. So the only solution, short of bringing out uh, a fourth kit, was to wear different shorts with the home shorts. And they wore navy training shorts. Hmm. Okay. Well, Which yeah, didn't I look too bad because there was navy on the shirt and socks as well. But you would have preferred, you personally would have preferred red shorts. I just think it would have looked better, but, you know, it's not the end of the world. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I do remember that well. Um, and as you say, it, it very, very rarely happens that Arsenal wear any other colour than white shorts. Yeah. With their home shirt now jumping a little bit forward so we, we were talking about umbro kits they had that green and blue thing which was controversial not a lot of people liked it, it yeah. it's got away we haven't seen it come back uh score draw make a version of it but we haven't seen it, it being revisited they there was a blue and green thing on the was it the first season of puba is that oh, right yeah, but it, there, yeah well if i could just kind of make the point that the Far Eastern counterfeiters did think it was coming back and mm. you were able to get, uh, uh, you know, uh, inverted commas, Nike, Arsenal, mm. green shirt with blue sleeves. But, um, yeah, no, it hasn't come back. But yeah, the Puma's, the first of Puma's uh, awful third kits was kind of light blue and dark blue diagonal hoops with lime green trim. Yeah, that's it, it wasn't particularly good. But th- uh, the one you mentioned, the counterfeiters did, was I think 2006-07 season, wasn't it? Yeah. I think, does that sound right? Yeah, or else seven oh eight. I still have to keep up with all those counterfeit ones. There was a, a famous blue and black striped one in the style of the Barcelona kit from that season. Just the four stripes and all the very wide stripes. And uh, <laughs> that just turned into a joke then among Arsenal fans on forums. It was like, what the next season's kit look like? And someone would post that shirt because it had been rumoured heavily and then came to nothing. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So we were talking about Umbro kits and then yeah. Adidas came along. Now, the the formative years, will they will skew your idea of what a, what the definitive football kit for a, a particular team should look like now yeah. the first arsenal kit i remember was the 88 90 kit yeah and that was that the first one that had the raglan sleeves yeah and it, it's funny like the first arsenal kit i remember was that one's successor the 90 to 92 one which also had white shoulders and it, it it's probably still my favorite arsenal shirt of the ones i've you know, experienced. Um, but yeah, um, basically, again, going on the excellent book by Simon and James, uh, when they signed a deal with Adidas, originally Arsenal were standing firm and saying there can't be any Adidas stripes on the white sleeves. But then somehow the opposite compromise was reached that only the sleeves would have the stripes and that they couldn't appear on the red part 
so that was the way it was for the 86 to 88 chart um but then uh in 1988 adidas decided to um to obey the letter of the law basically but extend the white sleeves all the way up to the neck <laughs> uh, allowing greater exposure of the stripes and clearly the arsenal board were too gentlemanly to uh to challenge that approach and the next three uh adidas home kits all had white shoulders okay see that that's because I would always think of an Arsenal shirt for many years. I I don't know which season it was where that that changed. Because what did the yeah I suppose when Nike came in they they reverted back to the the um, the white just being on the sleeves well, and not the shoulders. Went, Would that be right? They went too far because they only had white on half of the sleeves. The first Nike kit um, really toned down the amount of white. If you remember, the inside of the arm was red. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, this is interesting. We'll get to this as well. But going back to the those kits, the eighty-eight ninety shorts. Why were they like that? Why? And again, I have an, a skewed idea of what the defensive Arsenal kit should be because I think that sh uh, the trim on Arsenal shorts should be blue or navy rather than red because of the eighty-eight ninety shorts. Now they had that big the big blue panels on the sides. Now, why was that? Yeah. Why did that happen? I have no idea. And it's not mentioned, and I had a look, and I don't think it's mentioned in the book, is it, in the Arsenal shirt book? I don't think so, no. It, it was just a design decision by Adidas. Like, there's a very faint red outline on the Adidas stripes, um, when logically the opposite would have looked nicer, a red panel with navy trim on the stripes. It was just a decision Adidas took. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it did mean that when they wore the white shorts with the yellow away shirt at um, the likes of Southampton, that it, they kind of tied in a bit better. But I don't think that was the reason. They they tied in so well that later in the 90s, Tottenham actually got that as a first choice away kit, didn't they? Well, you could say that, but that was just to allow interchangeability with their home shirt. Um, the three seasons Tottenham had Adidas, the away shirts were yellow, and then navy, and then sky blue. And on each occasion, the away shorts and socks were white with navy trim to allow them to be used as um, alternative sets for the home. Did they perfectly match the home shirt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, so, the, the, on the away shirt, the first... We're talking about Spurs again now, yeah? Yeah. The away shirt was yellow with a black kind of... wasn't You wouldn't call it... Or sorry, not black, navy. Nearly full sleeves and then three white yeah. stripes and it was the same on the shorts. So there was no yellow on the shorts or socks. Ah. Okay, so that was the purpose of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that is... That is interesting. Okay, so Nike come along as you mentioned, and then I, I, the only thing about Nike is that they brought back the. There's lots of different things that happened there, as you say. They removed a lot of the white on the sleeves. Um, that I think it's the 2008 shirt 
that had a big stripe down the side of the shirt and on the outside of the sleeves, but they they were red sleeves, weren't they? Is that right? No, they weren't, and I refuse to acknowledge the existence of said shirt. But you do that. That is actually correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a Charleston shirt, basically. I. I I will I will refer back to that shirt as well, um, but we will talk about some of the positive that Nike did, and Nike brought back the hooped socks that had been. Would you say they've been gone for a long time, or do you dis, do you dispute that? Nike did bring back the hoop socks, yeah. Okay. In, in and that, that was red and white hoops. Yeah, they were a bit too narrow for my liking. Lock hoops, I would have liked. Okay. Just thicker hoops but that's just a personal opinion the okay. big change nike did in 94 was having a navy uh kit, which was revolutionary really given that arsenal had had yellow wakets for 26 or 7 years before that okay but this this was something that was made possible because the premier league dictated that referees would no longer wear Black yeah. kits, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. I presume so you... that was uh, part of the reason. But if if the refs still were wearing black, I presume Nike would have just come up with a different colour. I think they just wanted to announce their arrival by saying, look at us, we're brash, we're new, take that tradition. And Puma have gone the other way because every season, we're now three seasons in, and every season they have provided Aston with something even more like the the Anfield 89 shirt. Yeah. Would you... Something yeah, that, like that nods to that, at least. Arsenal are kind of unique um, at the moment in the Premier League in that every away kit, well, the past four seasons in a row, has been basically yellow in all our seasons with more gold. But it's rare to see that... Um, because a lot of teams, um, well, I don't know, do a lot of teams do it anymore that the, the away kit becomes the next season's third kit? Arsenal did it for a while, and it was very popular in the 2000s, the last decade. But now a lot of teams just seem to bring out three new kits. And clearly Puma have said to Arsenal, oh, we know you like yellow away kits. We'll give you one of those every year. On condition, we give you a horrendous third kit. So they're three for three in that regard. <laughs> yeah, uh, y- yeah. They, they've got a luminous. Is it a luminous thing at the minute? Is there? Uh, is there yeah, yeah. Which 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 has been worn against fucking Watford. Yeah, that that created more problems than it solved. I would I would say. Yeah, yeah. That left me very uh, very disillusioned. Hmm. Uh, just go back to Adidas. Uh, the Anfield kit, what we call the Anfield '89 shirt, which is the which we've just referred to with the yellow shirt, uh, yellow body, and navy sleeves, navy shorts, uh, navy socks. Is that right? No, yellow socks. Arsenal. Yellow socks with no, navy socks. Yes. Just okay. three yellow stripes. Yellow socks with three navy stripes outlined. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right. Now. That kit was kept for three seasons and it was very popular yeah. because of what happened at Anfield in 
Yeah. 
Um, so th- there was two two versions basically. I think Arsenal's stripes might have been a bit thicker as well, with less of a gap between hmm. them. That's getting very yeah. technical. Yeah. Um, now go back to the Bruce Banana. I don't know if you've seen. There have been some leaks of the new River Plate kits, which I don't know if they're going to be released this year or early next year or something. But one of them has the Bruce Banana pattern. Uh, yeah, I no. saw that River Plate one. It will be interesting. All right. Um, but Adidas have kind of been rehashing that a bit in kind of uh, casual wear the last while. Hmm. There's uh, there's zippy tops you can get at the moment that have that pattern uh, in kind of rasta colours with these blobs that look like cows others as well in the middle of it. I don't know what the, the thinking is behind it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that happen at Adidas, but it, we we care about the football side of things. But River Plate yeah. did have that pattern, didn't they? They did, yeah. Uh, they... The early nineties, the red and white version, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So it's 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 not uh, revisiting Arsenal necessarily. It's just the pattern. No, for... no. Um, I have a few. Uh, I think was it uh, was the RCS? Did they have it? Which was like. Basically, Czechoslovakia in their final World Cup qualifying campaign. Mm. Romania might have had it. It, it. it was seen on a few different kits. I. It must have been teamwear. Do you not think? Mm, it. It depends on how strict your definition of teamwear is. I suppose. Well, I. I would say it was. It might not have been popular, but I think it may have been available to pub teams. Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. I I uh, think it would have been more widespread if it was teamwear. Okay. Now, um, we've we've gone through. The, I don't want to talk too much about the Puma kits because okay, there's the red current thing, and so in, in 2005, Arsenal had a. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the really fast way of explaining this. In 2005, Arsenal had a. A red current kit for their last season at Highbury, which yeah. was supposed to be a nod to an old kit, but it turned out that that was incorrect. It wasn't. They had never worn red current in the past. Although there is, it says in in Shaky's book that Sparta Prague were inspired by Arsenal kits at some stage. So I don't know what is actually correct. Do you know? Yeah, I presume the the shade of red would say. Well, that Arsenal had well, this is true, definitely true. That when Arsenal had plain red shirts, the red was darker than the red that the the white sleeve shirts had, because mm. that is mentioned in the the newspaper articles from 1933. It specifically classes the red sleeveless pullovers that they wore over the white shirts as being pillar box red. So the red before that was a bit darker without being red current. So Sparta Prague probably adopted that red and then gradually got darker themselves. I think it is the the most reasonable explanation. Okay. So that's Nike covered, more or less. There's some various things happened with Nike, but none of it hugely interested. Same with Puba. They've come along and they've done... this This thing this season with the the stripe down the middle now i thought it was going to be like the manchester united shirt 
where that you've got like two tones of the same red so the one half is darker than the other half but it's it's like a, it's yeah. a, almost a purple color the stripe on the arsenal shirt it doesn't look good is it actually purple i don't think i've actually seen it in the in the material yet it's it's so it's so oh maybe purple's the wrong word it's so much darker it doesn't look like a tonal thing it looks like okay. a different color has been put on the shirt which yeah, it's, like, Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. Okay. So that comes us, that brings us nicely on to what would be your perfect Arsenal kit. What, what elements from the um, past would you keep or what elements would you get rid of? I would like... I suppose the the ideal one is is um, from when they won the double. Like it, it's it's hard to quibble with any element of that, really, isn't it? Just red, uh, white round neck, white sleeves with a red cuff. You know, yeah. it, it's like my favorite Arsenal shirt of recent times was the twenty ten eleven reimagination of that, where I dark marks. Slightly for having the the cuff too large. Other than that, it was perfect. Hmm. Okay. And did they only have that for one season, or what? Yeah. Yeah. The following season was the one hundred twenty fifth anniversary one, where okay. the round neck was red, and there was a, a stripe down the sleeve. And yeah. The crest but that was different. just like a. That was like a Nike thing, wasn't it? It wasn't. Like yeah. Oh, of course. Specific yeah. to Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nike be Nikeing. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I would dispute your argument. What was what you would have white shorts and what color socks would you have then? Um, I don't know really. Like red, obviously, is historically more um, more accurate, and those socks from the seventies, red with one white stripe, were really nice, but. I've come around to liking white socks in, mm. like, we'll say in the past 20 years. Seeing, like, I suppose you'd associate them with a successful period. This year is the first year since um, since 0405 that the first choice socks have been read. Yeah. I, oh, I, I saw something the other day. Uh, do you remember I told you a while ago I went to the Puba store in London and they last season they had the mannequins wearing the red socks instead yeah. of wearing the white socks. Okay, 
Uh, this season, they've got the mannequins wearing white socks. <laughs> okay. So that's two. Yeah, that's two seasons in succession. They've got the socks wrong in the in yeah. their own shop. They were in change socks. Bizarre, yeah. But actually, that mm. that 125th anniversary kit I mentioned, um, when that was launched, the pictures had uh, the players in red socks. But then, by the time the season started, they were white. Okay. Uh, also, the Nike. I don't know if I mentioned this already. I don't know if I have. On the on the subject of socks, on the Nike advert before the European Championship, European Championship or European Championship, European Championship. Either. Yeah, I, I, I like to add. <laughs> There's uh, they they there was an advert with Ronaldo and he was he changed his place with someone in that advert. Portugal playing against England or something, and Portugal wearing. Their their first choice away socks with their home kit, yeah. blue socks with their red and green home kit in that advert. Yeah. Why would they make a mistake like that? Uh, it it would really annoy the likes of us, wouldn't it? Mm. It did. It did annoy the likes of me. Um. And uh, did you see Portugal against Switzerland the other night? They've they've lost the Raglan sleeves, haven't they? Now, what would be the thinking behind that? I don't know. Like, well, they haven't lost uh, the Raglan sleeve. Obviously, the construction of the shirt hasn't changed, but it's no longer a, a contrast. It's a different. It's the same color as the body, isn't it? Yeah, like in in FIFA's or not FIFA's UEFA's official PDFs for kit selections during the Euros, um, it had that kit listed as their as one of their options. The same way that France had. They're awake at 2.0, but I don't know why you'd need... Like, in, in the European Championship, they were the awake at against yeah. Wales, and there was no problem. So why you'd need to wear this slightly modified version against Switzerland, I have not got a clue. Because the sleeves, uh, when the shirt's folded, the sleeves are folded behind it, and the kit man's picked up the wrong kit. Because he's he's thought it was the first choice one, and he's he's ended up picking up the other one. A lot of your um, solutions, proposed solutions uh, to questions like this, involve mistakes by Kitman. Um, <laughs> like, did it did a Kitman steal your girlfriend or something? <laughs> no, no. But yeah, <laughs> that's. Uh... It's close to the bone. Okay, the, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I would dispute what you say about the, the ideal Arsenal kit. But I'm going to okay. start from the bottom. Now, this is the bit that I have tr- trouble with because I think I would prefer Arsenal to have white, as I mentioned earlier, white and blue hooped socks. Yeah, I, I, I then, would like to see white and blue socks. But I, I would have them white and blue and, and hooped. But then I have a problem because the ideal shorts I would have for Arsenal, this, so that's a mismatching element in effect. You might have a little bit of navy or something in the shirt that ties in, but it's a yeah. mismatching element. But I also want the shorts to have a sizable amount of blue or navy trim rather than the red trim. So I think I can only have one or the other, really, can't I? If yeah, I have the navy... The, the question is the ideal Arsenal kit rather than what you think based on the year you started watching football. Well, but that is 
my reality is reality. So I can I can only pick the ideal yeah, but Arsenal like, kit from my point you're of saying, view. You're, and I can only do the same. You're, you ask me the question and then you say you have to dispute it as if I'm putting mine forward as the definitive one. <laughs> and anyway, anyway, if we ever did get a kit which was deemed by President Donald Trump to be the ideal Arsenal kit, it would only last a season anyway before we get some fucking thing with orange go faster stripes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the the shirt, now this is where I'm going to blow your mind. Now, you, you said you listened to the Austin Long podcast with me. Not his yeah. podcast. The one that uh, when he came on, we talked about Manchester United. Well, now, I we talk... Okay, but you listen to all kit podcasts. But yeah. the one I'm referring to is the Manchester United one. Now, he, yeah. he, he talked about the perspiration changing the colour of the shirt. So, yeah. for Portugal, so the he mentioned... effect isn't noted. Well, yeah, for, for Manchester United in that case. But he said that there was a Portugal, Portugal kit that seemed a strange colour, but then when the players started sweating, it then changed into the normal Portugal uh, colour. Yeah. Because the... The sweat was shown, okay, because the shirt was then wet. So that is to say that performance on the pitch affects the look of the kit to make it into the the definitive look that it should hold. So yeah. I put this to you with Arsenal. In the case of Arsenal, they should have red shirt, red sleeves, and underneath the sleeve. The underside of the sleeve and on the side of the shirt should be white. So if they're just standing there doing nothing, they don't look like Arsenal. But if they're running around, the proportion of white increases enormously. And then they, in the blink of an eye, they look like Arsenal again. What do you think of that? I think why would the side of the shirt be white? Because if your arms are by your side, you cover up the side of the shirt. So you are covering up both the white that's on the inside of the arm and the white that's on the side of the shirt, so the shirt looks completely red. But then when you start moving around, both are exposed. And the outside of the sleeve is red? Outside of the sleeve is red, yeah. And you're calling that the ideal Arsenal shirt? <laughs> With, uh, from I, I think it's an idea that I'm proposing, which well, well, incorporates... If you drew that kit, it would be a Norway kit. Well, Norway had... Didn't Norway have the Arsenal kit? Did but that was they a variation the... for them. A Norway kit is red with a bit of white. White shorts and navy and white socks. Okay. They had white sleeves. They had the same as Arsenal in 92-93. But that was a bit out of the ordinary for them. But they had that shirt with a trefoil rather than the Adidas equipment logo that Arsenal had. Yeah, and they also had three navy stripes down the sleeve. As well as having the... Yeah. There's a lot of branding on that shirt. The away was basically those sleeves with a white body. Mm. And I I, kind of... I often wish Arsenal would have a, just a white version of the home shirt 
um, but they never do. No. I suppose they couldn't do it with the Raglan sleeves, but they could probably get away with it if they had a season where they, they had just like the red shoulders on the home kit, and then when you flip that well, round... Well, it wouldn't matter. You could have it no matter what the sleeves were like, because no, it's t- you know you, you can wear a plain white shirt at Liverpool and at Manchester United. It doesn't matter what Arsenal's kit is like, because they've changed out of it for an away game against a team in red. Arsenal, yeah, the Arsenal red isn't sleeves. going to happen. No, a white version of it. I didn't say a reversal. Oh, okay. This is a plain white shirt. So basically, the body okay. changes and the sleeves stay white. Okay. Oh, that's that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. They should do that. The go back to my idea for Arsenal because I think of Arsenal as as sprinting on the counter attack, as that is the the modern way of Arsenal. So that's when the white would be visible. But also, from a traditional point of view, when they the four defenders raise their arms to claim offside, then you would have the, the white exposed as well, wouldn't you? Well, it depends which side of the stadium you're sitting at. <laughs> that is true. The, the other side wouldn't see it, would they? Yeah, they just no. think, oh, wow, that's a lot of red. <laughs> Well, why why are the Norwegians claiming offside? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that is my idea for an Arsenal kit. I I I think yours is probably going to be more popular. But this could be part of the the. Well, how, how about this? It's a compromise, so that the sleeves, the shirt is red, but there's some mm. kind of heat fucking recognition technology mm. that. The beads of sweat cause the red on the sleeves only to turn white. So you show you turn it into an Arsenal shirt by working hard. So yeah, well that's that's what. I s- well, I said that in the last podcast. How how closely were you listening? That is that but is I'm something I an said. Arsenal one. I'm talking on the last podcast. It was just normal sweat, just making the whole thing look dark. This is yeah something changing from red to white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I've so it's it's different, different, different weaves and different um, fabrics used for different parts of the shirt in yeah. order to change the sleeves to white. Yeah, and if it is okay. different weaves and fabrics, they can uh, they can reference the nineteen thirty three development because it was the first few times it was literally a red sleeveless jumper worn over a white away shirt. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Dennis. We've talked a lot about Arsenal. Uh, what we didn't, we haven't talked about the fact that everyone has to wear long sleeves, but everyone has to long, wear long sleeves if the captain decides to wear long sleeves. Is that does that sum that up? Everyone has to wear short sleeves if the captain decides that too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apart from the goalkeeper. Obviously, because he's wearing a different shirt to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's say. And, yeah, uh, so in the old days, the outfielders would have short sleeves and the goalkeeper would have long sleeves and the world kept turning. So It's because a shirt with contrasting sleeves, it, it does distinctly alter the look of it. So it looks, it looks worse. Of all the styles, it looks worse when some have long and some have short. Mm. Yeah, I'd yeah I'd never looked at it that way before, but I agree with that. The, you've only told half the story there when you've said that in the past they would wear short sleeves and the goalkeeper would wear long sleeves because now we or we occasionally have the reverse, don't we? 
the only person in the West. Because you were saying that. I, okay. I, I took it to mean that you had brought up the keeper wearing short sleeves. Well, the, the goalkeeper could wear short sleeves now. I yeah. don't know if they do without wearing a base layer. I don't know if that's happened. but uh, uh, Off the top think, of my head, it, there does always seem to be a base layer present, yeah. Hmm, there does, there's a base layer present for the goalkeepers when they decide to wear short sleeves or cut-off sleeves. Sometimes yeah. it's difficult to tell. Uh, okay, so... That's Arsenal summed up. Is is there anything that we've forgotten to talk about Arsenal? To, to mention regarding Arsenal? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's excellent. Now, what other things you've got going on? You mentioned earlier you've got the Fantasy Kit Fridays. That is a hashtag. So if you put that hashtag into... Twitter, um, maybe even Facebook as well. If you put Fantasy Kit Fridays into that, Friday um, singular, you will s- Fr- Fantasy Kit Friday, Fantasy yeah. Kit Friday as a hashtag into Twitter, you will find all the recent Fantasy Kit Friday kits that Dennis has done, and yeah. they are fantastic. These Tottenham ones that you mentioned are probably my favourites of recent times. They're very, very uh, good. Can you can you get um, uh, hashtags on Facebook as well? Yeah, you could use fa- hashtags on Facebook as well. Yeah, so it's right. worth doing. I know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely look into that. Um, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, for example, I've uh, designed football has recently been sharing fantasy kit of the days. Is it fantasy kit of the days or fantasy kits of the day? It depends, really, doesn't it? I think. I'm, I'm going to go. Think you're going to go with what? I'm going to go with the former. Yeah, I, I, I would agree because it's, it, it's, it's a load of singulars rather than one plural. Mm, mm, yeah. Okay. So I, uh, they've been being they're being shared on from Design Football social media at the minute. It's hashtag f. K O T D. So you can see the, and we're only up to, well, I don't know when this is published, maybe will it be up to date, but we've been sharing things from earlier this year. So we're, we're behind on the, on the fantasy kit of the days. But you can see what um, the design football members have been, have been producing and what has been being classed as the best kit of that day. Because that, that's so, all we do uh, for cars. At design football. Yeah, exactly. For for, for Cotted. Um. So yeah. Uh. What else have you been up to? Squad numbers. There's there are various things going on to the squad numbers blog as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's been updated kind of as and when things happen. Um. With occasional kind of historical pieces too. It's just kind okay. of my ramblings on various. Things regarding numbers, and then on Museum of Jerseys, there's also an ongoing series um, on the evolution of Adidas goalkeeper kit designs, mm. taking taking 1980 as kind of rough a rough year zero. So that's yeah. still only very early in that. So the next instalment will be part three, which is looking at the the horizontal tonal stripes. Um, Hor- horizontal. Sorry, they not- diagonal. Diagonal, diagonal. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Diagonal. I I look forward to that. Um, I I very much enjoyed part one and part two. Very very much enjoyed them. Thanks. They they uh, yeah. People should. Everyone should should go and uh, and uh, check those out. You are on social media, as we've mentioned. What is it on Twitter? At Museum of Jerseys and at Squad Nas. Squad Nas. Yeah. And on Facebook, it's just Museum of Jerseys on Facebook, isn't it? It is, yeah. Facebook kind of needs a bit more work. But that'll all happen in due course. And I keep trying, I keep saying I'll start an Instagram and life gets in the way. Hmm. Yeah, uh, squad uh, museum of jerseys dot com. I think it is on Facebook. It so is that's indeed, good. Yeah. You should head over there and head over to the obviously the website as well. Um, and squadnumbers dot wordpress. Wordpress dot com. Dot com. Okay, yeah. so that that's another thing that people should um, visit. Thank you, Dennis, for this. Um, we are designfootball.com design football on twitter design football.com on facebook if someone wants to speak to me i am j29ers on twitter as well but this has been very enjoyable we might do some more club type podcasts club centric podcasts um or team centric podcasts but there will be a new podcast on the way soon regardless so thank you again dennis thank you for coming on i hope this has been enjoyable for you it has indeed as always like i said at the outset it's one of the best kit podcasts there is finish as we started yeah so thank you for that dennis and i'll speak to you soon bye bye goodbye Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.